Welcome to the Love and Light Live podcast, empowering crystal lovers to learn and experience the art of crystal healing. Get ready to listen in and follow your soul calling with crystals. Hello, and thank you so much for joining me for the Love and Light Live podcast brought to you by loveandlightschool.com. I'm your host, Ashley Levy, and this podcast is the number one place for all things crystals. In today's show, I'll be talking about what to do when you feel like your stones aren't working anymore, when you feel really disconnected from your crystals. So I'll be sharing some tips for reconnecting to crystal energy and sensing the subtle energies around you. Now, I do want to apologize for my little bit of a croaky voice in this episode. I just got back from the Tucson Gem and Mineral Show, which I'll talk about toward the end of this episode. I'm really excited to share a bit about it with you. But unfortunately, I did pick up a little bit of a cold while I was there. Luckily, all of my tests for COVID and RSV and flu and strep throat all came back negative, but this cold is definitely hanging on for a while, so I apologize for my voice sounding a little bit different than normal. I hope you can get through this episode because we're going to talk about some really important stuff. But before we get started with our main topic, I'd like to answer one of our listener questions. Remember, you can submit your own questions anytime at loveandlightschool.com slash ask for the chance to have your question answered right here on the show. Today's question comes from Kara, a Love and Light student. And Kara, thank you for this question. Um, Kara and I have actually, since this question was submitted, been able to discuss this in depth in my Crystal Fakes series of classes, which is currently free to all of my CCH and ACP students. But I hope to make the series available for sale to everyone in the near future. However, even though I already chatted with Kara to answer this question after much research, I thought it would be a great one to talk about here because it's a question I know is on a lot of your minds. So Kara says, hi Ashley, I have a crystal ID question that's been coming up for me a lot lately. K2 Jasper. What's the difference between Azurite in Clevelandite and K2. How can you identify true, authentic K2 Jasper? The pictures of Azurite and Clevelandite that I've seen look exactly like all of the K2 that I've ever seen out on the market or in crystal fakes. I've never seen the crystals that are featured in the pictures of what is supposedly real K2. Yikes, does this mean everyone is selling inauthentic K2 Jasper without knowing it? So, This took a little bit of a deep dive into some research about K2 Jasper because I was always told that K2 Jasper was azurite nodules in a matrix of granite. So you have this kind of cream-colored matrix with little black spots, that's the granite, and then these round blue spots that are the azurite nodules. But there is some material out on the market being sold as K2 that looks similar. It's kind of a creamy tan background, but no black spots. And the blue inclusions aren't perfect round dots. Instead, they're kind of these spotted streaks that go throughout the material. So this is a mystery I had been trying to solve for quite some time 
doing as much research as I could online, in forums, and chats about minerals, but I kept coming up empty-handed. I could tell just by looking at photos and examples of these minerals that there were probably two very different types of material, but which one was the authentic K2 and what minerals was it made up of? That was the big question. So I was so happy when I came across an article from thecitrinecircle.com about identifying crystals and they helped solve the mystery of the K2. So the answer is authentic K2 Jasper comes from Pakistan. It should always be from Pakistan. It's actually named after the K2 mountain there. And it is a combination of azurite, sometimes even with a little bit of malachite, and a matrix of granite. And granite is composed of quartz, muscovite, biotite mica, and feldspar. However, there's a lot of that similar looking material, which doesn't have the perfectly round blue dots, doesn't have the little black flecks in the matrix, and it's being sold as K2 Jasper, but it's actually apatite in a matrix of Clevelandite, and it comes from Madagascar, not from Pakistan. So the authentic K2 should have a lot of black flecks and veining in the matrix, and the blue areas are crisp circles, whereas the material from Madagascar, which is best just called apatite in Clevelandite, has more of these spotty streaks of blue through a cream to tan matrix. So the mystery was finally solved. I was so relieved. So Kara, thank you again for asking a question I didn't know the answer to and had to do quite a bit of research on to try and solve the mystery. And a big thanks to the Citrine Circle, who actually had an answer. Remember, if you have a question you'd like me to answer for you about crystals, spirituality, or anything else you're curious about right now, let me know over at loveandlightschool.com slash ask. Discover how you can deepen your spiritual journey and follow your soul calling with crystals. The Love and Light School's award-winning crystal healing certification program opens soon. Go to crystalhealerschool.com. Now it's time to dive into our main topic for today. Why won't my stones work anymore? Tips for connecting to crystal energy. I'm wondering if you're listening right now, if you've ever found yourself asking this question, why don't my stones work anymore? What's going on? Why don't I feel connected to this really special crystal anymore? Why does this happen? Why do your stones suddenly sometimes feel different than they used to? Well, here's what I can tell you from my own personal experience. Just because your crystals didn't work or felt different this time you worked with them doesn't mean that they won't work for you again in the future. So if you're really not feeling tuned into your extra special rose quartz, don't worry. There's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with the crystal. Chances are you will be able to connect with that stone again in the future when it's the right time. And There are a lot of different things you can do to get your crystal connection back that I'll talk about a little bit later. But first, let's talk about why this happens. One of the most common reasons that I found in my personal practice and from talking with my students is that maybe we're just having an off day. You could be feeling a little bit drained, 
not really up to working with your crystals in the way that you were trying to, and you tried to show up and do it anyway. And sometimes our crystals just know we need a little bit of a rest, a little bit of a break. Sometimes it's necessary to take a step back so we can take time to recover our energy and be more present for the work that we're doing. So if you've had an experience like this, don't panic. Your crystals are even probably still working behind the scenes to support you energetically, even if you can't sense them. Now on the flip side of this, rather than pushing through and trying to work with your crystals anyway, you might also experience times in your life where you just don't feel like working with your crystals at all. And this is okay too. Sometimes you just have to trust that there's a good reason why you're not feeling called to work with your stones right now. And not being drawn to work with your crystals can also be a message from your inner guidance that it's just not the right time. So when either of these things happens, my advice is to just take a step back. Allow yourself some time to sort of naturally get back into your groove with your crystals. You can start slow by adding a piece of crystal jewelry into your routine. This is more of a simple, no pressure way to get back into working with your crystals that's not something big and elaborate. Similarly, you can just choose a single stone to carry around in your pocket for a few days. Just let yourself kind of be in flow. Don't force it and your connection will rekindle over time. Sometimes the universe just asks us to take a little break from things, and that includes even the things that we love and that are important to us and that we're really passionate about. However, even after saying all of this, and I want to reassure you, this stuff does happen. The most important thing when working with your crystals is that you listen to your own inner guidance. So this means if you feel like you should reconnect to your stones and it's time, but you're having just a little trouble getting back into the swing of things, then you may want to try some different ways of connecting with their energy. So here are a few of my favorite tips to help you get started. First and foremost, get back to basics. Sometimes when we've been working with our stones for a while, we forget that we need to keep practicing even the basic techniques for working with them and connecting with their energy. So if you're feeling disconnected from your crystals or you're having a hard time tuning in and sensing their energy, you might want to get back to basics by trying some hand sensitivity exercises with them. One of my favorites and one that I found to be really effective over the years is to hold a quartz crystal point in your right hand and don't worry about right versus left, dominant versus non-dominant. We're actually going to be working with both of our hands, so we'll get there in just a moment. But start with your right hand, hold a quartz point in your hand and point the termination or the tip of the crystal toward your left palm and hold the tip of the crystal about an inch away from your skin. Don't touch your skin with the point of the crystal. Just hover it kind of slightly above your palm and then start to make slow, small circles in first a clockwise direction and then a counterclockwise or anti-clockwise direction and see if you can sense the energy of that crystal in the palm of your left hand. Then you can kind of reset. You might want to rub the palms of your hands together briskly and then reverse hands, this time holding the quartz point in your left hand and pointing the termination toward your right palm to repeat the exercise, going both clockwise and counterclockwise. Doing this a couple times a day can really help enhance your ability to sense subtle energy. Even if it's something that used to come easily to you, but you've been struggling with lately. So give this a try, keep at it, and you should notice an improvement within a couple weeks time. 
Tip number two for reconnecting with your crystals is to keep your crystals top of mind. And I have a double meaning here. So I've often found in my personal crystal journey that I feel most disconnected from my stones when I'm not actively engaging my senses with them. So there may be more to connecting with your crystals and sensing their energy than just holding them in your hands or working with them in your hands. Because here's the thing, we all experience crystal energy differently. So if you're not really tactile when it comes to sensing energy, try keeping them front and center in your space because when you can see them or feel their energy around you by having them in your environment, you keep this desire to connect with your crystals top of mind and you're much more likely to work with your crystals on a regular basis when they're readily available than if they're tucked away in storage. But there's also a second meaning to this tip about keeping them top of mind here. Many years ago, there was an amazing tarot reader who worked out of my shop, Mimosa Books and Gifts in Madison, Wisconsin, and she told me that she always found it challenging to feel her crystals in her hands, but that if she held them on top of her head, she was able to tune right into their energy. So if you find that you're having trouble sensing crystal energy with your hands, you might want to give this a try. Sometimes just switching things up can make all the difference. And remember, we all have different intuitive gifts, so it makes sense that some methods for sensing energy will come more naturally for some or be more challenging for others, depending on how we experience and interpret the energy around us. And finally, tip number three for reconnecting with your crystals is to sleep on it. If you're having trouble connecting with your stones in your day-to-day life, it could be that your conscious mind is feeling a little bit cluttered or even unfocused, so tuning into the specific energy of your stone feels really challenging. But you can switch things up a bit by letting your subconscious step in to help. So before you go to bed at night, try holding the stone that you'd like to connect with in your hands or over your heart or above your head for a few moments. And while you're holding this crystal, focus as much as you can on your desire to tune into its energy. Then tuck the stone into your pillowcase if it's small and not very fragile, something like a tumbled stone, or you can set it on your bedside table. And as you drift off to sleep, do your best to keep your mind focused on the intention to connect with your stone. Now, when you wake up, Try to remember to be as still as possible so that you don't jar yourself back into conscious thought and try to think about any dreams you may have had and what messages those may bring from your crystal companion. Now, if you're someone who doesn't really dream or you don't really remember your dreams, then you can try something a little different. So when you're still in this kind of liminal state from just waking up from the dream world, think about your stone and how you're feeling. Where do you feel its energy in your body? How are you feeling emotionally? In what ways are you able to pick up on the subtle energy of your crystal? It can definitely be a challenge to try and train your mind to direct its very first thoughts upon waking to your stone, but stick with it and you will get there. So when you wake up and you can immediately have awareness of your crystal and how it's influencing you, This can be a really helpful way to reconnect to its energy. So when you feel ready, reach for your stone and once again, hold it in your hands, over your heart or above your head. And if you have a few minutes to jot down any thoughts or feelings about this crystal in a journal, even better. 
The most important thing that you can do to make any of these three tips more successful is to give them some time. So try working with the same stone for at least two weeks and see what insights you're able to gather. When it comes to sensing crystal energy, it's easy to expect that you might be able to just pick up your crystals and instantly feel their energy. In fact, that's often the way that we see others describing their experiences online or in books. But in reality, tapping into crystal healing looks and feels different for everyone. And when you're learning how to tune in or you're having to rekindle your crystal connection, becoming familiar with these different ways of sensing crystal energy can be really helpful. That's one of the reasons in my crystal healing certification program, we dedicate an entire lesson to covering a really broad range of ways to help you tap into crystal energy because it's a lot more than just feeling your stones in your hands. In my program, which actually opens for enrollment really soon, we talk about sensing crystal energy in a variety of ways, like using a pendulum to help those who are more visually oriented, some tips for developing hand sensitivity as a skill for those that it doesn't come so naturally to, as well as some other ways of tuning into the energy all around you, like seeing energy through practices like aura seeing, and a lot more. Because as crystal healers, as crystal lovers and crystal workers, it's important for us to be able to tune in not only to our crystals energy, but also to the more subtle energies of our own body and of our clients. And by combining all these abilities to sense crystal energy and subtle body energy, we can harness a truly powerful tool for transformation and deep healing. And you'll learn all about this if you sign up for my CCH program. If you're interested in learning more about that, you can head over to crystalhealerschool.com and learn a bit more about the program. You can also sign up to the waitlist for the program there, and I will send you a free sample class as well as the program syllabus for both my crystal healing certification program and my advanced crystal practitioner program. Do you feel intuitively called to work more deeply with your stones? To grow your confidence, knowledge, and connection to crystal energy beyond what you can learn on your own? Our award-winning Crystal Healing Certification Program will take you from crystal lover to a confident, certified crystal healer and help you discover your soul's path and crystal purpose. Go to crystalhealerschool.com to learn more. Well, that is it for our main topic for today, but now it's time for our trending this week segment. As you know, each week I bring you a quick discussion on something that's happening in the world of crystal healing and spirituality right now, or something that I'm just loving that I want to share. So this week, it feels only natural to give you a little bit of a follow-up of this year's Tucson Gem and Mineral Show. For the most part, people who have traveled to the show are now coming home with loads and loads of crystals to sell or share or make into beautiful jewelry. And there are some folks who are even still there because the show goes on for several weeks. At the time I'm recording this, I am super excited because our palette full of 1,500 pounds of crystals is arriving at my shop, Mimosa Books and Gifts in Madison, Wisconsin, today. So this huge pallet is getting delivered this afternoon sometime. We will unload the pallet into our shop and then slowly start to unpack and price everything for Mimosa's live crystal sales, our website, and 
our in-store shopping. And if you want to learn more about that, head over to mimosaspirit.com. But I want to tell you, as everyone is bringing home all of these goodies all over the world, this is a really great time to get familiar with all the new discoveries, new formations or localities for minerals, things that are trending or popular, even if you're not shopping. It's a great time to just browse a bunch of your favorite crystal sellers online or at your local rock shop or on Instagram or Etsy and see what appears to be new and exciting. I know at the show this year, we finally saw some gorgeous ahoite and quartz after years of not really finding much of this material available. I know at Mimosa, I got several new finds of crystals, including some really special dodecahedral fluorites and some chalcedony pseudomorphs after anhydrite from Peru. I also got some of the best quality Ethiopian opals that I've seen in ages, plus some abundance formation citrine and the amazing and beautiful, maybe my favorite of this year, Shangan amethyst from Zimbabwe. These amethysts are incredibly gorgeous. They have amazing features like scepters or skeletal formations, and I can't wait to share them. But look around online, see what's new and interesting. This is such a good time of year to learn about crystals and minerals because there are so many new things to share. I hope you'll have a lot of fun doing that, and I also hope that you found a lot of value in today's show. If you want more information about anything I discussed in this episode, you can learn more over on the website at loveandlightschool.com blog. And if you did enjoy the show today, the biggest compliment you can give is to leave me a quick rating and a review over at loveandlightschool.com iTunes. I try to make sure that we can keep this show commercial free with no outside advertisements, no sponsored segments, anything like that, because I really want to give you the best crystal information. But I would like to ask if you enjoy the show that you take just a few minutes to do me a huge favor and leave that five-star rating and review because it helps other people find the show as well. Even better, if you want to share it with a crystal-loving friend or two, I would be incredibly grateful. And today I want to give a big shout out to Gigi Bema who left a five-star rating and a review. And they say, Busy Bee. I love Bumblebee Jasper and just listened for the third time to the podcast which originally aired in December 2019. Thank you, Ashley, for this enthusiastic refresher course on one of my fave minerals. The episode is a wonderful reminder to get Bumblebee Jasper in frequent rotation in my sacred space. Your vast breadth of crystal knowledge is timeless and deeply appreciated. Gigi, thank you so much for leaving that really special review. I'm so happy that you enjoyed that episode so much and that it's helping you feel even more connected with your Bumblebee Jasper. I also want to invite you to subscribe to the show. If you're not a subscriber yet, you can do that for free by heading over to loveandlightschool.com slash listen, where you can find our most popular episodes, most recent episodes, and all of the places you can tune in and stream this podcast online. That brings us to the end of this episode of the Love and Light Live podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Levy, and I'll be back with you next time. Until then, crystal blessings. 
The Love and Light Live podcast is a production of the Love and Light School of Crystal Therapy. Connect with us online at loveandlightschool.com or on social at Love and Light School. The content provided on or through our website or podcast makes no claims for specific or general health or health results and should not be used to examine, diagnose, or treat any medical condition, prescribe medications, make claims for specific or general healing or health results, or as a substitute for traditional medical treatment. For medical advice, you should consult a licensed healthcare specialist. For more information, please refer to the terms of use on our website at loveandlightschool.com.